There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Our guest this week on the program, former St. Louis Sports Talk Radio host Brian McKenna. Uh, still pops up here and again, but uh, for the most part has not been doing it for the last few years. And his story as to what he has been experiencing over the last few years is what we talk about today here on the program um, and I will let Brian tell his story because it is, um, it's, it's, it's something else and I'm not going to even get in the way of it by, by attempting to, to summarize it in advance. You could hear his words. And also we happened to have this conversation the morning after the blues beat the sharks to advance to the Stanley cup final. So, uh, Brian's a huge blues fan. And so all fired up about that as well. Like a legitimate, huge blues. Fan. I'm crystal clear with my fandom live and die in the Stanley cup playoffs, but the regular season, not my bag per se. Uh, but he's live and die like a lot of, uh, blues fans throughout the regular season. So I'm even happier for people who live and die during the regular season to see what's going on here. Uh, in St. Louis with the Blues being in the Stanley Cup final. We're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Ryan Kelly, the sponsor of the studios, he's online at the HomeLoanExpert.com, and the home buying market is heating up. I don't know if it can get any hotter. Houses are going to the market, and they're gone. You want to make sure that you're in a good position to get a home should the one you want go on the market. Get pre-approved now with Ryan Kelly at the HomeLoanExpert.com or with home values continuing to go up. What a great position to be in. Capitalize on that and refinance with Ryan Kelly. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. First-class guy running a first-class business, and I recommend him to you, thehomeloanexpert.com. We're in the Mark Hanna Evergreen Wealth Strategies guest here on Mondays and questions from the audience on Wednesday. Mark Hanna is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. And I am telling you, that when it comes down to managing money, you want somebody to be putting you on the right path. Mark Hanna can do that for you. He's online at Evergreen Wealth Strategies, evergreenstl.com. And, I'm, and I've gotten to know Mark here about a year now. And I tell people, if you just give him a call, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com, you're going to be very happy with the result. Because he's a good guy, he's a sharp guy, and he's going to get you organized. And whatever your goals are... He is going to put you on the right path. His name is Mark Hanna. The company is Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and the website is evergreenstl.com. 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He's the sponsor of our guest this week on the Tim McKernan Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian McKenna. Brian, thanks so much uh, for coming in and uh, and sitting here and hanging out, man. Thank you for inviting me, and thank you for this morning. I got to tell you, um, first of all, last night with the Blues, the greatest. I still, you're. I mean, you're. There, there are guys in the media who are 
who are fans because it's the job, and then there are guys who become fans because it's hard not to become fans once you're around hockey players because they're the best. By far the best. But then there are guys, and I think of you, I think of Mike Claiborne. Yep. Um, I think Randy Carricker would fall into this category. I'm probably leaving some people out unintentionally, and I'm not trying to, but who have lived and died with the Blues before it was in style. And you're one of those yeah. guys. Um, just since I was little, uh, my older brothers, I'm from a family of 10, seven boys. And um, my brother, my brother Bill, got, got us into hockey. We used to play stick hockey in between periods downstairs. And my dad would come down, everybody fucking hitting each other and shit. And he'd make us all go upstairs to our room for free. He'd give us five minutes in your room. And then you could come out and watch the next period. But uh, I had a Barkley Plager jersey. My twin brother Kevin had his Bob Plager jersey. And... Uh, I, I'm trying to think who was, it was Dan Kelly, I guess, or who was calling the TV games back then? Yeah, who was calling TV games? Was Dan Kelly, he was radio, though. He was radio, yeah. you're right. I can't even well, remember. We had uh, Joe Buck on the show this morning. He goes, well, people don't realize it, but my dad called games. Um, I mean, was he the a, first one, Jeff I Buck? think he was. I think he was. And then I, th- I feel like we had Dan Deardorff on the podcast, and I feel like he called. He goes, people don't realize it, but I. I Didn't Jay Sr. also? Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, all the all these people were involved with the Blues broadcast from that 70s sports department, KMOX, which is like, you know, the Hall of Fame oh sports God. department of all time. But, yeah, I mean, there's these names who are associated with it. And so it's a part of your, your I just childhood. Love it. I, just, I just love, like, I don't th- I never really get that nervous during sporting events. Now, I know really, you probably, you don't? Not really, but you have a lot of times you have money on the line. I, well, I bet, right. I, I bet on the Sharks yeah. last night. That's how I handle it, which okay. I know is really perverse. But that's how it's like, okay, if the Blues lose, at least I'll win some money. But last night it got to a point where I'm like, even if they, even if I, if the Sharks win, there's not enough money that's going to make it worth it. You know, True. unless I'm betting something that's really irresponsible. So you kind of, kind of, you weren't feeling bad. No, okay. oh, I couldn't be happy. No, I was, And then my dad, I use an online site. My dad comes over to pick us up and he's always saying, cause like, it'll be Christmas morning and he'll have like, he'll say, I got, I got the over on this one. And it's like the Bucks and the T-Wolves. And I go, what are you doing? You couldn't name <laughs> You don't even know who LeBron James is, <laughs> much less who the fuck's on the Timberwolves. And it's it's Christmas morning, and you're cheering for points. And he goes, Timmy, I got $5. And so I'm like, this has to be a code for 500 bucks, and we probably need to have right. an intervention. And then so last night he comes over, and we're about to head down to the Enterprise Center, and he goes, hey, could you switch over to my account? And I'm like, oh, this is the moment where I'm going to see, like, he's minus 30000 and we're going to have to have a – we're going to have to have a talk. And he goes – he goes, I'm going to put some money on the over. I go, well, you're, that means you're going to be pulling for the Sharks to score goals. Just bet on either the Sharks. If you like the Blues, bet on the Blues. And he goes, I'm going to, I got to go the over. And I go, okay. I go, what do you want me to bet? And I go, God, this is going to be, this is going to be it. And I have to call my mom and say, hey, Dad's got a problem. And he goes, let's go $5. And I go, like, as in $5. He goes, $5. And then I see the account and it's minus $30. I go, he's only down 30. He's, he's really been betting $5 all of this time, screaming at the TV. Now that's the thrill, though. That's <laughs> I guess the thrill so. for him. So I'm betting it because, and which is really stupid. I mean, the Blues keep winning, which is it keeps costing me money, but I couldn't be happier about right. it. But that's how I handle it. So I would, I would think you watching it, I would think you'd be a nervous wreck. But I'm, you're not. I'm nervous, but um, it's kind of weird. But this this cancer shit I've had for the last couple of years changed everything. Yeah, I guess that Big gives you a little changer. different perspective on this. It, yeah, stuff. it's like, hey, I love the Blues, but if it if it doesn't work out, think about how fantastic this is for Layla. Now, if they don't win, she's going to be heartbroken. But just stupid stuff like that, you just, you know, you, you really value every day yeah. more than the, the previous day. So well, that's the, the thing I really wanted to get. I wanted to get into your career and how you get it. Because I remember growing up and watching you on 
I don't. It was probably wasn't Charter then. It what was. was uh, it? What, I don't even know what the cable it was. was the then. Uh, local origination. Is that what it was called? Which it was one like was what, it? what Pete Parisi with Worldwide Magazine was on. Well, no, that was public access. Well, we that were a you step were, up. No, oh, we were really. Yeah. I didn't know this. We actually had commercials <laughs> from Did the you really? first show on. Tip we, of the cap. We sold Anheuser Busch. Thank you, Mark Lamping. Oh my friends God! With my brother. We sold uh, High Five. Jerry High Clinton. High Five. Absolutely. Sold Hooters. Because the general These are manager, legitimate accounts yeah, here. Hooters, the general manager, um, happened to hear me on radio, and who we had. Uh, there was Concord Sports Cards in Concord Plaza because sure. I knew Dave, the owner. He, he, you know, he gave me gave me a couple hundred dollars. Sure, in absolutely. Yeah, when you so start now, from that's the gold. start. Oh, and the president casino. The president casino. Now keep in mind, my oldest brother was a state senator then. So they weren't looking at me going, <laughs> yeah, we really hey, this like son this of a show. bitch has talent. <laughs> They're going, all right, what can we do down in Jeff City? How much is it worth giving this kid the money? You know what I mean? So your show, though, was like, I don't even know how to describe it. kind of reminded me the setup was kind of like a late night talk show setup, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Did, and did you have guests, but you were opining what was going on on the show? This is how well, you started. Was, called, this, was this how you started? No. This I, is what I remember. Okay, let me think. Yes, yes, I did. Okay. okay? And I'm trying to remember if I was interning at KASP then or not. Which, I can't remember which one what was came KASP. First. Was that 1380? Yes, that was Rich Gray ran it. Rich Gray, he God, was the Godfather. God bless his soul. He yeah, just passed away last peace. month. Let's see. Claiborne was on there. Yeah. Jennings, right? Jennings was there. Howard Balzer, Ramsey? Bob Ramsey, yeah. Rick Wallace, the Colonel. Randy Hugh did some weekends and talk about a hockey nut. Uh, Randy Hugh, Mark Eisman. Oh yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I started. I started. Jock what year Talk. was that? Was that early nineties? Yeah, somewhere yeah. right around there. And it was, you know, it was just a a total fuck around show. I had a little desk. Uh, I don't even know where I bought it. I probably bought it at like the <laughs> dollar store or something. Uh, and some weeks I'd have my friends on, and it just developed a hockey cult because my brother was doing the videography, and we would go to practices, and we were getting tons and tons. Of shots and interviews, you know, even if it was only like six minutes with Brett Hall, Hall, Chase, Shanahan, all took us under their, uh, took my brother and I under under their wings, and uh, it just became this hockey cult show. It was really weird because there was, you know, what there wasn't anything around. Yeah, had, well, that's the thing. The Cardinals weren't very good, and there was no NFL football. And well, on and top the, of it, you happen to have some incredible talent with great personalities. You know, well, it's not just talent, but personality. And keep in mind, there wasn't. I mean. I think ESPN was, I mean, they were going then, but they weren't, you know, what they are today, yeah, which yeah. I don't think much of, but we'll leave right. that alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't, even get me, don't even get me started on these Stephen A. Smith shows and Shannon Sharp shows. <laughs> Go ahead. Fire here's, off. Here, I don't here's what damn. I do, because I think they're the most, they're the phoniest motherfuckers on the face of the earth. You know they sit in a room, and it's all premeditated. So here's what you're going to do. Now, here's the problem, though. They like me, because I watch it once in a while, because I want to yell at them. <laughs> And I find myself walk around doing Shannon Sharp going, skip, skip, let me tell you some skip. And then I'm like, I like that impression. I'm a single guy sitting around trying to imitate this fuckhead, <laughs> Shannon Sharp, who just, and Skip Bayless is the worst. I can't stand that guy. I can't believe that it works. I tried it. Does I it though? It works in the sense that they're filling time for low cost, even though they're paying those guys a hell of a lot of money relative to sports television expenditures for rights. Okay. And so that's why it works. And by works, I mean it fills the program and they're able to sell the advertising. But I can't believe 
Because if you want to spend money and do like a real sports caliber show, it costs so much money to travel and hire the reporters and producers to do that. So you, you pay for a studio, you pay Skip, whatever. He's making like $8 million a year. I can't making, believe how much Stephen money a. he Smith makes. making $10 million. Ridiculous. And just to have, like you said, choreographed takes. I, I couldn't be that phony. I, I know. Couldn't. You always, when you were you doing sports talk radio, just, you always were saying what you thought, which well, I personally respect. I mean, that's kind of the to game. Too. Yeah, amen, I mean, because it's kind of the game. You know, your loyalty, and this is why, you know, your advertisers love you, is because, you know, you don't just endorse products. You know, there's a lot of guys who just... Yeah, I'm sure the salesperson comes in. Remember you know. Body Solutions? Oh my gosh, that's that's what the one time somebody asked me this. Would you ever just? I said no, I can't because we got into a spot here with an account within the last few years, and I found out some things that I was uncomfortable with. I said I can't, I can't do no. the spots anymore because I think of Body Solutions, and you're a guy who keeps yourself in shape, and I'm sure you're like, oh, if you don't eat for you know four hours before yeah. you go to bed, you're going to lose weight. That's not really a, a, a whatever the hell that thing was. Right. It was like a drink or something. Yeah, well, like some of you drink late at night. And basically what it is, don't, it was, don't, don't eat. eat three hours before bedtime <laughs> right. and take this. Right. And so the bubblehead bleach blonde <laughs> chick comes in, the sales chick, and she's like, I got a great account for you. And I needed the money then. Trust me. It was $1,000 a month. That's a nice hit. That's and a I, nice I just hit. said, I can't do it. Can't she do said, it. why? And I said, well, first I'm off, a, you're not really in yeah, need of losing yeah, weight. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a fitness freak. Yeah. I need to gain weight, right. and I just can't do it. And she uh-huh. was so pissed off. My boss called me in. He's like, dude, the station needs the money. And I said, I can't do it. Go find, you know, the fat guy <laughs> yeah, over there. Yeah, usually there are there plenty of them. There are potpourri of guys yeah. to choose from Search usually the in, our, building. in our business, as it, <laughs> as it would turn out. So, so, so I last, night, last night, I watched it by myself. Now, so I'm you really didn't watch it by yourself? Yeah, I watched. Well, I, and is I, that because you're nervous, or is that because... Uh, it was because I like to watch a big game by myself. Okay, it's very odd. Super Bowl, I am home alone. I go to Pueblo Solis at five o'clock because uh, I can't stand the, the pregame shows, <laughs> so I don't turn the TV on until five. Uh-huh. I call in my order at Pueblo Solis at five. I go get two bomb margaritas, some chicken fajitas, and I am home to hear the national anthem. God, I like that. I like by that myself. I like that routine. You know, and yeah. I'm not texting with anybody. It's I want to watch the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. With hockey, it is a little different because I've been watching the games with a group of people, and it is fun. Uh-huh. It's really fun. But I was sick yesterday from, uh, like I said, I, this is a great day for me. If the Blues would have lost, I would have been okay because I'm taking my last chemo pill today. This is the fourth time I've gone through an eight-week uh, pill treatment program. Fourth and, time. Fourth time in the last 16 months. Holy shit. So, Holy uh, shit. Tonight, I pop that last pill, and then I get eight weeks off. I didn't think I was going to have to do it again, and then I do it for another eight weeks. But towards the end of the chemo stuff, you just get really fatigued. And mm-hmm. so I was tired. I had diarrhea. I had a respiratory infection. Oh, poor Brian. Everybody get out your violins last <laughs> week. And I got an allergic reaction to the antibiotics. And so I'm, I broke out in hives the last three days or something. <sighs> I was just all red and thrown up and diarrhea. So I wanted to go out last night, but I knew. I'd throw down too many cocktails, and I would be set back. And because you invited me here, I'm not kidding. Had had you not invited me on the show today, probably last night about 6.15, I'd say, I'm not going out. I'm not going out. So thank you. So we, so Pete and Iggy booking save of the day. I'm dead serious. I was worried. If I, maybe if my dad wouldn't have been with us, we might have gone out and stayed out all night. And, I mean, I would have gone in and done the show, and I'd be like, oh, just uh, I'll text Brian and say, hey, man. And then... I would have felt terribly now that I right. know that you said, my God. Yeah, but we went to, we went home like at, you know, 11 o'clock. Good for you. Sat there and watched the post. I was just so, I'm so happy for so many people. I mean, all your guests this morning, t- 
Tell everyone you had on again this morning. Let's I mean, rattle it was through it because uh, Gangster Pete, Iggy, and uh, Plowboy did a hell of a job this morning. And in order, Kelly Chase, Joe Micheletti, Cam Jansen, Dallas Drake, Darren Pang, and Joe Buck. Wow. And, and so from, a, from a, an alumni perspective, and you know how strong that alumni is because you covered those guys, uh, they're the best. You get the national perspective with Micheletti, who's also an alumni. Uh, and then Joe Buck, who's a hardcore fan. People don't you you Super mentioned that today it. talking to him. He's so into it. I watched Joe a couple times at the game, and he yeah. does he still sit in the corner down near the ice? He's, yeah, he's yep. Dude knows his hockey, oh, yeah. and he is as intense. And when he said today, after they score, I get up and I'm high fiving anyone. I'm but the funny thing is, you have 95 people coming down to Joe's seat, <laughs> and then they all want to take the selfie with get the Joe, selfie with him you know? while he's celebrating. But yeah, uh, so he was watching it at home yeah. last night. But you know who I'm I'm happiest for. Who I'm curious because you will have a good perspective on this. Bobby Plager. That's the guy I always think about too. That's the exact guy. Bobby Plager. I think of Plager and, and Kelly Chase. Yes. Oh, and Chaser too, yeah. man. Those Gave are the guys I think of. Soul. Yes. You know. And those guys can't help but anytime you talk about the Blues and the Stanley Cup, they just immediately go into a, a Dick for Meal mode. You know, they can't help but do it because it means so much to them. And sure enough, Hull was telling the story of he's walking down the hallway and he run he he sees. Bobby and, and Chase are emotional, and then he starts getting emotional because it means so much to those guys. And, and you know, I'm a fan too, so I got emotional last sure. night. You know, I'm and sure it, a lot of people did. And that man. handshake in hockey, it's the in it the best. Wow, it's the best. I mean, you beat the living fuck out of each other yep. for six games, and then you look at the guy, and the guy says, "Go win a cup, have yep. a nice summer." Tell your girlfriend or wife <laughs> I said hi. It's like, uh, yeah. Wow. It's the it really is. It's the absolute best. And what's happened here over the last few weeks in St. Louis? will lay a foundation for generations of hockey fans, just like for me growing up in the 80s with the Cardinals. For so many fans, it was Hull and the Blues in the 80s when there was no NFL and the Cardinals sucked in the 90s. But now, I mean, for a kid who's eight years old and saw Pat Maroon, the Oakville kid, score that goal to send him to the Western Conference Finals and, and then the, to see the Blues respond how, after the hand pass and win three straight and just go, okay, fuck you, we're not going to lose again. approachable are those guys? The best. Then? They're the best. They're the best. I always said that, and and now I think people are seeing these personalities. They're just so down to earth. And I and Chase, when he was on the podcast, he said, "What's the deal with that? Why are all you? I mean, for real? It's like I don't even know who to pick. That's an asshole." Over years, and he go, "Our game kind of has a way of rooting out the assholes." Yeah. Chaser once told me the reason why they're all so respectful and down to earth is first of all, a lot of them are farm boys from Canada. Yeah, yep. There's that. And he says, secondarily, they have to when they're fourteen or fifteen, most of them leave home. And so they live with you families. You don't go to somebody else's yeah. house and, and establish rules and fuck the house rules up yeah. and leave your shit on the floor. And right. so, uh, and, and as you well know, you know, stuff doesn't hit the floor in the locker room. You don't step on the emblem. Nope. It's just so different than the other sports. And that's really not a knock at the other sports. It's just hockey players are different. When do you ever hear of a hockey player? Uh, how often do you hear about them getting arrested, domestic abuse, uh, drugs? I mean, it's, it's, it's just, so it's rare. It's just the way that it is. And Tim, you know, too. They police their own locker room. Oh hell yeah, absolutely! And it's physical. Yeah, yeah. Code red. You know, like you see, yeah, you see two baseball players, and you know they, they they're they're having a beef in the locker room. They're not ready to throw down. Yes, like some of the shit that's going on with the Cardinals, which I thought was a sign that they were, Mike Matheny was kind of losing the room when Yadier Molina was in. Listen, I have great respect for for both those guys. But Yadi or Molina kind of shade Matheny on Instagram. I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, you that, don't that, do that in hockey. Oh, my God. You never. It's just it's understood. You know, you just respect the Omerita. And that's what I love about it. And the thing is, Brian, and we've we've been around it for a while. One of the things that I, the first time I started going into to locker rooms, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm more upset about the loss 
Like if I go down to Cardinal locker room, <laughs> yeah. then they are. And I'm like, yeah. what? No, how messed up is that? Like, well, what am because I doing? you didn't get your Bentley back then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, back, now, of course, I have it. And you didn't have your supermodel. Now you have one. <laughs> okay. I did have my hair. <laughs> you have my hair. So, you know, so, so, yeah, man. I mean, I'd be like, what in the hell? But the hockey players, we can invest because we know they care as much as those of us who paid yeah. to be in the stands or watch it on TV. And it truly is something else. I absolutely love it. Hope you're enjoying the conversation with Brian here on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Our sponsors make all of this possible. And James Carlton's been with us from the very beginning. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton is his name. James Carlton is now my agent. So impressed with him that we switched to him. And then when we've run into problems since, James has been at the absolute forefront of taking care of business for us. His name is James Carlton, 314-961-4800. For your home, for your auto, for your life insurance, James Carlton is the person. He staffs his office with a bunch of people to make sure that if you call during business hours, you're not going to get automated responses. You're not going to be farmed out to some call center somewhere else. They're right here in St. Louis, in Webster Groves, as a matter of fact. And the service you get is second to none. I am so happy that I switched to James Carlton. I can't begin to tell you how happy I am that I switched to James Carlton. He helped us when we had issues, and he can help you as well. And when it came to coverage, he's like, hey, you know, I noticed you didn't have coverage here, or, hey, I think you're paying too much for coverage there. That's the difference. There's a big difference, too. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton, if your insurance calls, if your insurance costs a leg and arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. I want to make sure that we talk about this and because and, what you've done and what you've been through, I'm sure some people know about it a little bit. It's been in the paper. There have been a bunch of GoFundMes and, and your updates on, on Facebook. But as far as how it all began and what you have been through, um, I mean, it's I, – I don't know. I don't know what – I don't know what the right – I mean, you're living this. And you're talking about tonight. You have your last chemotherapy pill and then there's eight weeks off and then you're going at it again. Hopefully yeah. that's that. Take me back to what happened and how it all started. All right. Let me start by asking you a question. Yes. Do you remember your health scare? Absolutely. And I feel guilty talking about it because I got the first chapter of the book and then I then I yeah. got out of jail. But you know you know the feeling when it first, you know, when yes. I, I was actually uh, dating this chick and she found a black spot under my right armpit. And what year is this? 2014. 14? Yeah. Oh, really? So five years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, um she was a nurse, and she's like, you got to go to the doctor. And I said, so it's nah. a black spot under was, your yeah, arm. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even notice it. And, I mean, when I say a spot, it was a little bigger than a freckle. And she goes, nope, really? that's, uh, there's, some, there's something there. Trust me. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. And she, I said, it was in May, and I May of 2014. And I said, no, I have an appointment uh, in October. And she said, I made, I'm making one for you next week. I said, all right. So, for some reason, my Obamacare was all fucked up, and I had to drive down to Washington, Missouri, which is beautiful. Love Washington, Missouri, yeah, I but do like Washington, closest Missouri doctor well. down there. And uh, they take a biopsy. They took a couple biopsies, and then two days later, they called, and they said, uh, hey, we need you to come in and all this. And I'm thinking, you know, it's all good. So I still remember. We're walking back to the room, and they didn't take me to an examining room. They took me to his office. And I'm, I'm thinking, that's not what the good. fuck's going on here? Yeah. So we sit down, and I did the. You know, they say if you're going to have an operation, don't look it up on YouTube. Oh God! Well, he had he had his laptop out, and he didn't know I could see the screen. So he said, Brian, and he's going through a a few things, and I went down to the fourth paragraph, and I saw malignant melanoma. I I almost passed out. 
I just the word malignant, you know. So he tells me all this, and he said, we think we caught it early. We have to make sure it's not in your lymph nodes, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, they scheduled the surgery right away, so I really didn't have too much time to yeah. overanalyze it, you know. And plus, having my girlfriend back then, who was a nurse, she knew how to handle the situation. So it all started there, and... So how quickly did you have the surgery then? Within seven days. Wow. And then... Um, did they give you any... I remember the phone call I got, and again, any, I, I'm not ever trying to draw a parallel because I feel guilty, if anything, that I got out of jail free. But I remember my doctor, when he called me to tell me I had lymphoma, which fortunately was <laughs> That wrong. worked, too. Yeah. Uh, and he said, you know, this is, this is obviously... I know it's devastating, but you should know, you know, it's an 85% survivor rate. And I'm mean, just hearing survivor rates. You're going, oh, my God. So I'm sure they... At the very least, the doctor or your girlfriend tells you, starts giving you numbers, I would imagine. I feel like that's standard. Yeah. You start hearing this stuff. Then. Yeah, I mean, you know, he gave both sides of the coin. You know, he said, you know, we we should be, should be able to take care of this, but you have to know this possibly could happen as well. So everything basically turned out... I, you know, I, I, I had cutest on hold, funeral home, so, you know... <laughs> I, Your plan. I was thinking about being toe-tagged, but uh, so then it's just since 2014, it hit me again. When was that? February of 2017. Uh, I went in to have, I had a, a pretty big chunk right near my ear, but I thought it was just going to be, you know, a cut and burn thing. So uh, I can't get into too much detail because there's a lawsuit. So the first doctor who went in there tore up all the nerves on the right side of my face and, uh, I can't, I'm trying to think what, what Joe no, Neal, my lawyer, would I let know. me say God what I can't Joe Neal. Joe Neal, Tim's former neighbor. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, right down, right down, right down the street. All right, so keep in mind, this place is down Highway 40. Uh-huh. It's a Mohs Surgery Clinic, M-O-H-S. And Mohs Surgery is, you're in a room with a bunch of people. Everybody has gowns on and shit. And uh, they take you in a room, and they have like eight rooms, and the doctor goes from room for room, room to room, chopping stuff off people, faces, nose. It's, you know, it's it's degrading, but... Uh, and then they take the specimen immediately downstairs to a lab, and it takes 45 minutes. Then they come back up, and they say, you're fine. We're, we, uh, it's not outside the margins. It's a medical uh, term. Oh, okay. So if you go in for, let's say, a cancer spot to be cut out, if it's the size of a BB, they'll probably cut out the size of a quarter. Okay. So normally, you, normally they say you're okay, or the first two times you're okay. I want, he had me come back six times. Wow. So I am going to show you a picture, and hopefully your stomach can take this. Boy, i got to dig deep here. This please. is what he allowed me to leave the office with. Okay? This is uh, it's pretty crazy. Now, you have to keep in mind, I'm gullible. He's telling me everything's okay. I may have hit a nerve or something. You know, come back tomorrow, and we'll take care of everything. And so... Um, which one is it? I may have hit a nerve. May have hit a nerve. Now, okay. and you know what? He 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 was making me feel okay about everything. Sure. I, I really, well, I was like, all right, yeah, absolutely. you know, you're, you know, you are who you are, and you're. In fact, I did so much research on this that this is the guy I chose because of his resume. Um, here it is. I'm flying through. Okay, you could stick a tennis ball in there. Oh. My God. Pete, you're going to look. Pete's decided to look. Oh, so, my God. So that, I so didn't for even the, see it. For those of you who are curious what we're looking at, <laughs> to the, uh, if you're facing Brian, the side of Brian's head, to the right of your ear, 
I would. So you're saying that's the size of a tennis ball? You I mean, could, I can no, see you could put a your... tennis ball in it, and it would fit halfway. Oh my God! Now I it's didn't a, it's know it's a it. hole in your head. I mean, a monster right. hole. Like it's like I can see bone. I think. So I didn't know it. So because you're numb, he gave me twenty. I had twenty eight locals. And so you walked out like that? Oh yeah. I had twenty eight locals. I couldn't feel anything. I also couldn't move my eye or my lip. He wrapped my head in a uh, like an ace bandage, and so he said. Um, don't go to the hospital tonight if it starts bleeding or you're in pain. Here's my cell number. I'll meet you. I'll meet you back here. Now, being as gullible as I am, I thought this fucker's the best doctor on earth. He's going to get up in the middle of the night and come back. Well, and then it led to. Uh, well, let's just say I've had seven to nine surgeries. I'm trying to remember. Uh, this was my well. You, I think you've seen me a couple times oh, yeah, since I've seen then. You, absolutely. Um, so luckily, the doctors from Barnes and uh, uh, Wash U, forty-eight hours later, had me in for a surgery. Separate uh, physicians oh, yeah. here. Yep. Yeah, we're done with and that. And because this other doctor was not affiliated with them, I want to make sure yeah. that not associated with BJC right. or Wash U or Siteman or Barnes. So, ten hours later, I'm at Barnes. I've never been. I never spent the night in a hospital, and they did a four-hour exploratory surgery. Because they didn't know what he did, if he got all the cancer, how all these nerves had been cut. So, Tim, they stuck this hockey puck thing in my face, and oh, I walked around for a week with that. My and what that's doing is that God. is clogging up. It's, 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 it looks like a hockey puck, doesn't it? It looks like a, like a hockey puck. One of those orange uh, Milik ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then they put yeah, gray yeah, tape around yes, it? absolutely. I walked around for a week with that because they didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. So, um, that was, you know what? When it got really scary was, so on Wednesday, he cut me and did whatever he did. And by the way, doctors make mistakes. It's what he did after the mistake, and I can't get into that legally. Okay. It's what he did after the mistake okay. that, uh, shame on him. Okay. Wow. So. When, when will this uh, legal issue be uh, I don't know. Remedied? I've got to see my lawyer here. Not Joe. Joe's, I always say Joe because Tim and I know yeah, Joe. Yeah, we know Neal. Joe. He lives two doors yeah. down from my place. Uh, another doctor or a uh, lawyer. So. I have that surgery, and I just remember I woke up the next morning. I'm like, it's a Saturday morning. I'm at Barnes, and it was just like crazy. Like, what, what's going on here? So I, that was just the first surgery. Are you in horrible pain while this is going on, or are uh, you so meted up that you don't? I don't, I don't like taking opiates and stuff like that, so I try to, I try to man up. Yeah. And I, I do have a high tolerance for pain. I'm not bragging. Some people do. Some people don't. Yeah. Um, what was I on? A little hydrocodone. I know it sounds dumb, but I probably have a beer couple beers yeah. instead of i don't like taking pills i just yeah. so i had to go through four other surgeries after that and then i had the big one which was a nine-hour surgery where they took tendons out of my leg and put my it's i think they've only done this operation three times ever they put had to put almost every nerve together it's like uh wiring you know in the house mm -hmm. and it took nine hours 300 stitches then i had radiation i'm in my fourth bout with chemo but I'm still fucking standing here, man, because <laughs> you, you know what? You make a choice early. You're either going to be the bug or the windshield. You know, you're either going to be the victim or the victor. And the best thing for me was my main surgeon, Dr. Schneider Warwick, who's just a wonderful, wonderful doctor. She uh, she's just she put my fucking face back together. I mean, I don't know how she did it. It's it's seriously. And they had five five surgeons in there during the surgery. And I just remember I woke up the next day, and first of all, I had never been cath before. Ah. 
Cath meaning catheter. Yes. Uh-huh. And so I went in the bathroom to pee, and I had to rip it out of my dick. Ha! And ha! That, that was worse than anything. <sighs> no, you know what was what was worse? Peeing right after that. Ah! <laughs> so luckily, the other surgery I've had when, I've had, when I, they have to cap me, I'm under. And then you think about the nurses, you know, grabbing your crank and... <laughs> You know, you're you're laying there fucking. Yeah, you don't know. It's, your balls it's probably, are probably on not the, at balls point, are on the honestly. seats, and yeah. you know, I'm Irish, like, and you know, yeah, I'm like, God, damn, it's golden here. It's a mess. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never dated a nurse after that. Uh, yeah, word got around. But no, so um, the best thing is she, her office is at Children's Hospital. So every appointment I would go to, I was the only adult patient. So I still remember the first time I'm getting off Kings Highway, Highway 40, turning left to go to Children's Hospital for uh, a checkup, and I start crying. Because I looked in my rearview mirror and my face was completely mauled. I had face palsy. My my right eye is still lazy. I can't, you know, I lost all the nerves on top of my head. Mm-hmm. He cut my salivary gland. I don't have that on the right side of my face anymore. Really? As you can see, he took part of my ear. I have like a, a gully on my ear. So when he was doing this, just so I understand, was he, was he trying to remove skin cancer? Was that what was going on when this happened? Yeah, yeah. and what it is is... So you I, went, was this, was this going to be like a standard... When you went into yeah. that procedure, were you, were you thinking... Because, I mean, a lot oh, yeah. of people have had... Skin cancer oh, yeah. removed, especially right. fucking mixed like us, right. you know. But he, yes, he this probably wasn't, assumed. This was, you didn't think when you were going oh, into no. it, this was a, well, I drove was a myself. Pro- yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So, and then I have a one in a million. Infl- it's called an infiltrating aggressive basal cell cancer. And what this cancer is doing is it wraps itself around nerves. And and it was headed towards my brain. It written, Instead of most, most skin cancer goes to the surface, you know. And most of skin cancer basically is superficial basal cell carcinoma. But this was a really weird type of cancer going towards my brain. So uh, I remember walking into Children's Hospital, feeling, you know, it was a little pity party for me. And I sat down, and within the first two minutes, I looked around and saw these kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking nine months old, two years old, six years old, with, with, with horrific cancer. And that was, I got to tell you, dude, that was the epiphany, the awakening. I'm like... You die today, dude. You lived a good life. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I've always, I'm like you, you know, you know you're blessed. You have a great family, great wife, kid. I mean, good friends. You're doing what you love for a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you went balls out in sports radio and did different things instead of just caving in like 95% of the people. So you and I are a lot alike in that. Whereas I just went, okay. And I'm not kidding. I This all started when I walked up to St. Gabe's, your mm-hmm. former grade Absolutely. school. And I was having a rough time in my life, and I, I don't go to church, but I do go up there and pray once in a while. Mm-hmm. So I walked up to the cross, started dropping some F bombs, said, dude, you got to give me something. Throw me a crumb. Throw me anything. I need a sign, dude, that, that me coming in here makes a difference to you. And the cancer turned out to be the difference. Wow. And, and he, I didn't hear a voice in my head, but I felt him saying, okay, now you have to do something with it. Don't be a little pussy. So I, I ramped up my charity work, and I made that part of my uh, rehabilitation program. I know, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't know the background on it, because considering what you're going through, and then I feel like I see like you're doing so many different things. Uh, and what is, what is the phrase you always Oh, use? your vibe attracts your Absol- tribe. Absolutely. Well, it's so true. Yeah. There's something, you know, there's something, and I see that, and I'm like, yeah, man, you're, you're exactly right. Well, you're, you're, it's 100% true. But. 
eight years ago, my therapist. Yes, I went to therapy. Fuck you. <laughs> and if I could afford it, I'd go to therapy right as I walk out of this building. He, Doug moved to Montana, so that kind of fucked me on my oh, therapy. No. And I was, was doing guy? Yeah, it was Doug Samuel. I'll give you his name. But, uh, <laughs> he said about listing in Montana. But uh, we would do FaceTime, uh-huh. and it just wasn't the same. And then, some, you know, and I didn't even really need the therapy after a certain point. I just like dropping shit on people who aren't in my everyday life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can always call one of my buddies or my twin brother or my yeah. family. But so Doug moved to Montana, but the, the this was a turning point in my life. So have you ever been to therapy? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I got to tell you what. Absolutely. The worst thing in therapy is when there's silence now, and I it goes on. Silence. I, what I worry about when I've had it, and I love it, and I think it's healthy as can be. I think it's the healthiest I damn totally thing. I totally agree. I know it sounds kind of almost counterintuitive, but I think it's healthy. I, 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 I've had people where I'm like, this, this person is incredible. And then I have, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's not paying any attention. I felt like that's the worst. I'm like, oh my God, I'm pouring my heart out here. And, yeah. and this person's not, and so I guess and bail. They're, they're just thinking, you know, hey, this guy's, you know, buying my fucking lake right, house exactly, for me exactly. or my new motorcycle. Yeah. So when there's, so you had silence. So what was going on with the silence, you think? Uh, he asked me to think about something and I forgot what it was. And he, what did he say? He said, first of all. Oh, fuck, I'm getting a chemo cramp in my hamstring. A chemo cramp? There's a first for the podcast. <laughs> what's, a, what's a chemo cramp? I don't even... What, what's go, what, what happens? You get you get cramps all over your body. It's, it's just like Charlie horses all over. Yeah. But I get them in my calf, my knees, uh, the back of my neck, and it just, it's just a little movement. Like, I've hydrated all day long. Yeah. And it's just... It's well, just, you're coming from the gym. I mean, it's yeah, not like you're... I go yeah. every morning, no matter what. Yeah. Even if I have to go... You know, do some Hershey squirts in the toilet or throw up, I go because that's how I'm going to start my day. And I may not feel better later in the day, so I go in the morning. So Doug's sitting there. He asked me, he said, "Uh, do you have an S on your chest? It's like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're not fucking Superman. You can only fix yourself. You can't fix other people. And I said, how do I make my life better? And he goes, three words, Brian. Eliminate the bullshit. Mm. Now we're near the end of our session. Yeah, I like got three that. minutes to go. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I checked the clock out. And I didn't have any timeouts either. You know, <laughs> so I said, "What's my bullshit?" Yeah. And he said, "You'll know by our next session or the one after that." And you know, what? at who I was surrounding myself with, and I looked at certain things I was doing in my life, and the first thing I did was I got rid of just people who weren't really friends. Hangers on and just people who just wanted something. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've had a few of those people in your life. <laughs> and uh, even like relationships, you know, it's up to you to make it better. But if it's not, I know married people who've been in their relationship for 10, 12 years who have been miserable for eight years. Yeah. And so it's just it was pretty simple. It, it was almost like now I just think of a situation, eliminate the bullshit. We started our charity, the Vibe Tribe. And we're turning into, was it a 501? 501C. Yeah. So we've been doing that, and uh, we have a couple of events coming up soon. There's one big event, June 23rd. We're getting together with the Exist Fitness. Uh, they have a store in South County, uh, our fitness center in South County, and one in Arnold. Stephanie Bozich is the vice president. And they're going to put on a 5K run for the Vibe Tribe, and we're going to raise money. Son of a bitch, I got another, another one. cramp. Another uh, one. For uh, two kids, one's Will Aller, who is, I believe, a senior at Lindbergh High School soccer player. He is recovering from leukemia, 
And then you have Charlie Morgan, who uh, was a volleyball player at Vianney, and he's got he's got a rough road going on right now. So we're going to raise money for that. Last weekend, we raised money uh, for a girl recovering from leukemia in Washington, Missouri, and we're going to give her a bedroom makeover. She doesn't know that it's going to happen, and just I love doing that. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that, that, but that that's become it's not necessarily brand new. You've been doing this for right. a while, but this is. Now this I have is more what time. you do. This is what you do. Yeah, like, you know, this Nottingham school up the street. Yeah, that in was our the other one. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, buddy of mine, Roy Monty, was the coach and athletic director there. And it's a uh, it's a public school for developing disabled students, 15, well, how old? 14 to 21. So they can go there for seven years. 90% of them are African-American. Probably 70 to 80% of them don't have fathers. You, but you also have Down syndrome students and all that. So Roy invited me up one day and he said, hey, I told him I know a radio guy, and they all freaked out. And I said, well, they're not going to know who I am. He goes, they don't care. I was hooked from the day there. I was going to gym class, shooting hoops with them, playing jump rope, uh, playing ping pong. Now Roy is gone. He went to be a principal somewhere else. So I go to the classes, and I sit down in the classrooms. And uh, just these kids, all they want is hope and love. Oh, man. That's it, hope and love. I, sh- I, I It's almost selfish, Tim. I feel like a rock star when I walk in there. Yeah. Like, Brian, Mr. McKenna, Mr. McKenna, will you do this with me? Will you do this with me? Or how are you feeling? I mean, you can't even. Sometime I'll take a GoPro in there and just show you. There's a hug every 10 feet. I went to their prom two weeks ago on Friday. The prom's at 1230 during the day. (laughs) The only time I can. Well, I can't dance, but it's the only time I I dance sober. (laughs) So the, the, the walk is it's a 5K fun run walk, June 23rd. Jefferson Barracks, uh, you can go to exist.com, and we're just going to raise money, and there's going to be tons of stuff for kids, and I think the Bubble House will be there, and, you know, and it's, it's not competitive. I mean, you can be competitive, but it's really just yeah, for fun, for fun. and we're going to raise a bunch of money. That's just an amazing thing. I mean, just considering what you're going through and then what you're doing while going through it. I mean, it's, it's my drug. Yeah, is it? Is it oh, my it, God. It, it's the thing that gets you it through is. it? I, I, I was, I almost hyperventilated. Last Saturday, uh, last Friday, when went Friday night? Last Friday night, we had a fundraiser for uh, this little girl who's recovering from leukemia, and so we were raising money for her bedroom makeover. We're getting some killer bunk beds from uh, IKEA, but I got so jacked, and I want to mention Brian Kessler also, who's a Maplewood fireman. We're partners in this, uh, and so I, I'm just like so jacked, and then all these people show up. Thirty six hours, okay. We just decided to do it last Thursday morning at about 8 o'clock, and we said we need to raise, you know, at least $1,000. Within 36 hours, a bunch of people showed up the 09 pub. We watched the Blues game, and we raised over $1,000. We were able to get them some dressers and stuff like that. And this is just all people basically in the 09 neighborhood doing this. So we're going to try to blow this thing up. Yeah, your relationship with the neighborhood which, you know, I mean, you now have, how long have you lived right there? I, I don't, need, no need to give out the address, no. but, I, but I mean, it's by Francis Park yeah. on one side of the front. Well, I actually lived on Jameson prior to that. That's so right. Twice yeah, yeah. I lived okay. on, okay. I moved up and down. I've yeah. probably been in the neighborhood since 94, okay. 95. I mean, you have a, I love that neighborhood. I just love that neighborhood. And it's one of those so things awesome. like, like my wife's like, okay, we're going to, you don't even know where I went to grade school. We don't even call it grade school, <laughs> middle school, elementary school. And we're going to go to your, and you're all excited because your school, your grade school picnic's two days this year. And Friday, you're all baby. <laughs> she goes, this is so 
But at the same time, she goes and she goes, she, she loves, loves the people. It. I mean, she loves the people. You how, know, how can you not love Cal Kennedy? I was about to say, Cal Kennedy. <laughs> Fungo. Cal Kennedy, Fungo, Fungo, who's a regular caller to update yes. us on the 50-50. I mean, it's unbelievable. And you now have this relationship um, with that neighborhood. I don't. I don't know how. I don't even know what the right way to, to describe it. I feel like you're like a, a hero of the neighborhood. You know, <laughs> it's like people know to come yeah. by your place, right? And you've got your mannequin out yes. there, and the kids seem to just. You the know. kids are just great. Um, oh, I just I love the neighborhood, and I think that. Just, yeah, but they they love you. Yeah. Oh, you know? every morning I have my coffee on my balcony, and all the kids walk by. What's up, Brian? What's up, Manny? Yeah. They say hi to the mannequin yeah, sure. and everything, and yeah. you know, not having kids too. It's almost like with my nieces and nephews. I was. Most of the time, the favorite uncle because I wasn't a dad. Yeah. So, you know yeah. what I mean? You have oh, that yeah, dad absolutely. factor involved. Sure, I know what you're saying. And the kids, I helped coach a couple of the teams oh, here yeah, and there. Yeah, yeah I did. I helped uh, Cal. And who else was coaching there? Uh, Tim Turner was coaching. And uh, we won the city championship. God bless. Had Mark Mullen was on the team. Another Mike Mullen's son, Mark Mullen, was All on right. the team. He was the point guard. God bless. But Another no, it's, it's just such a great neighborhood. It is, man. It's the best. But they, I mean, what you have been through. Over the last, I didn't realize it was five years. I knew it'd been a while, but and then you know, I mean, and then but then that's one thing. That's brutal, but then to take that and then turn it into what you've done with charity, you know, and I mean, certainly some people are aware of it, but not a lot of. I mean, I just, I just, you know, if you were going through that and just like I'm just going to kind of shut it down and try to get healthy, people would go, God bless. I totally understand, but yet, but yet you're doing something that's selfless. If everything were going right much less with what you've had to deal with. But I keep in mind, I had idle time. Uh, worst thing you can do when you're diagnosed with anything is just let it get to you right away. So I'm, I've been trying to live a normal life the last four or five years. Uh, people say, how do you go out and drink here and there? I said, you know what? If I feel good, I'm going out. If I want to go out. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I'll stay in. But, you know, your, uh, your mind is your strongest muscle. I mean... I told you, getting back to Children's Hospital. The day I walked in there changed my life. To see those kids. Changed that my life. Because, you know, you may get a tour of Children's Hospital, but when you're sitting in there and you're seeing a nine-month-old baby with cancer and what these people are going through. When I was in radiation, there was this little girl. She was 10 years old, and people from all over the country come to Sightman and Barnes and that. And this little girl lived right outside of Chicago, and she had her hair purple. And I was talking to her parents, and I said, you know, your hair is purple. That's kind of cool. And she said, my mom said I could do this, you know, and I, was, I didn't think she was going to let me. And I start school in six weeks, and she was all excited. So she goes back for her radiation, and I said, so how's she doing? She said, they told us yesterday she has six months to live. Oh, so this, you know, this little girl had no idea, but she was just happy that day. Pretty incredible, isn't it? It really is. It was the ultimate it's, bitch slap. I said they God, should have yeah. a Missouri law over... Over 21, you can drink, but once every two years, you have to take a tour of Children's Hospital. But not just a tour. I mean, get to know some of the kids. How about Layla? Look how Layla Anderson has taken this. Yeah, and it's so in her personality and like her her camera presence. For I don't I don't know if you've seen like the the Blues do such a hell of a job with with their videos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the interview she did. She's like, better like, than half the local sportscasters right What are your thoughts on, you know, going up against your former teammate? <laughs> she goes, wow, good good question. Yeah. She asked about his emotions. Yeah. When I mean, it, it was just like, in her delivery, I'm like, wow, she really no. got in. I mean, it's it's an incredible thing. Mm. It truly is an incredible thing. And that's, you know, I mean, I knew you had stories, and I knew you were going to tell them in an entertaining fashion, but I, I have a great amount of respect for dealing with what you're dealing with, which I can't begin to understand, and then handling it and taking this, 
you know, incredible adversity and then turning it into as much of a positive as you can, yeah. impacting people in such a positive way. It's 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 beyond admirable. Well, my dad was the former director of public welfare, and he always made us realize, you know, act upon the needs of others. Your true currency is basically the effect you have on others and the company you keep. Yeah. And um, he, you know, he always made us do, my mom and dad made us do charity work. And you're little, you don't want to do that stuff. Oh, really? They yeah. did? Yeah, we'd have to volunteer and stuff like that. I think about doing that stuff now that I have a one-year-old and just maybe kind of setting a tone early on. Yeah. Yeah, that's Well, especially that's really... now because of all the technology, they're yeah. just, you know, it's going to be on that so iPad. That, and... that, ten, that ten-person Irish Catholic family yeah. doing charity work. Really. No money. Yeah. You didn't have any and money. you're out there doing charity. Yeah, work. yeah this you is know, about, we feel guilty about being old money. This is we're out yeah. there. This is just the way we're being raised. And that's where the vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. You know, yeah. comes into uh, comes into play. I'm blessed. I know that people. Some people may think I'm phony. I, I don't give two shits, but uh, <laughs> I'm blessed. You know what? If everything else fails, I still have my faith, my family, and my friends. You mm-hmm. know, and, and what the fuck else do I need? You know, no more cash. I understand that. I get that. But. Uh, Life's good. I have no complaints whatsoever. Yeah, man. You're just anytime I talk with you or text, I'm just like this guy. God bless him. I mean, I'm you know, I'm just so I'm just. It's, it's really the word is inspiring. I know that's. I almost feel like it's cliche, but I'm just. I'm just like God. I don't know how you do it, but you do it, and people really, I think now uh, understand and appreciate the selfless nature of well, what you're doing. It's contagious, and other people have inspired me. So, like Layla Anderson. I so want to just meet her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She just I mean, has that personality. She does. She has, she she has it. It, I mean, the, the proverbial it factor. You she know? does. Like, I'm just like, oh, I feel terrible for this girl. It's brutal. Obviously, she's gotten close to, you know, Chase brought Steen into the room, and it made her very emotional. But then they put her in front of the camera when she's ringing the bell and, like, delivering lines. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like an actress. This is like a young yeah. Meryl Streep with a combination of Aaron Andrews when she's doing sideliner. Because this girl's got all kinds of things going on. And the city's rallied around her. And I imagine the Blues have rallied around her, not just because of what she's dealing with, but because her character oh, is so yeah. strong. Yeah, and, and just amazing. Yeah. I hope I hope the Blues win for many reasons. Bobby Plager's up there. But I I really hope they win for her. Can you imagine that? She has just stolen that? all of our hearts. Can you imagine that? I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible thing. Well, this is... Uh, I knew it would be good. I knew it would be entertaining, but uh, it, it was even better than that. It was, uh, like I said, Brian, it's inspiring. I, no, admire, I, I appreciate mean, I truly it. admire it. Thank you and so I, much for coming in and, and telling your well, story. And I appreciate what you do because, you know, you do what you want to do. You do what you love to do. And you've built this brand that is successful both uh, content-wise because you know I don't like to do just sports talk radio. No, I, I couldn't. <laughs> but also revenue, but you've given a lot of younger guys opportunities, too. But you made it fun. Uh, interning can really suck at a radio station if you just keep the kids bored. Mm-hmm. Now, my advice, though, is I always tell, I told Matt Rocchio. Great he's, one. Big fan. Just saw awesome. him walk past us here. Outstanding board operator Rock. here. He's like, uh, his mom comes up to me at the St. Gates picnic. No. Hey, Matt graduated. He wants to do this. And I said, yeah, have him meet me. And so we met up at the bread company, and I said, he goes, what's your advice? I said, don't do this. <laughs> Ask him. He'll tell you. I, I say the same shit. And people I, go, what are you talking about? I spent I 40 fucking minutes telling him, don't do this. I remember Bob this. Ramsey telling me the same thing when I was at Missouri. He's like, yeah. I'm like, God, I wonder what he's going to say. He's going to get me all fired. He's, yeah, I wouldn't really get, I would, I got to tell you, I wouldn't do this. And I go, whoa, you're calling <laughs> Cardinal games right now and hosting a show. I mean, what in the hell? And Doug says the same thing. But we're lottery ticket yeah, winners. I mean, absolutely. we're lottery ticket Think winners. Think about it. You and I talked about this right before we started the podcast. You got up this morning. How many How many uh, people in the city of St. Louis? What is it? Three? Three million, 3.1. Okay, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. How many got to talk about the Blues game 
the biggest number one story of the night, the greatest Blues game in history, and at 7:01, who was lucky enough yeah. to talk about it and thing, feel yeah. that vibe? I, I could tell you. You know, your show always has a vibe, but I could tell you guys were so jacked this yeah. morning, like. Yeah. Like this is just great because this is we do live for this. This, this is it. This is it. This it's is almost it. like this... Dave Murray's. He's just waiting for that <laughs> Arctic blast. You know when when Kent yeah. Kent uh, Earhart at Channel Four, when that son of a bitch starts rolling up his sleeves, you know it's game time. I'm, I, I'm, I'm watching, man, because shit's going down. <laughs> well, it's, it's a thrilling thing. I mean, to, to have that, to know people care about it, and then the boys, Gangster Pete here and Iggy and uh, Plowboy. They just start rattling off the guests, and they're back there grinding on more guests. And I know that we did a good show that lived up to the moment and the expectation of the audience. That's a that's a that's a threat. It's, it's an honor. Yeah, it is. An it's honor. an honor. It's an You're honor. Exactly it's an right. honor because I know it means so much to so many people. And I always say it's like I'm a, I'm April and May, and now I guess June. Holy shit! I'm all in on the blues. But I know guys like you, yeah. and I know a lot of people. Um, whether they be in the lower bowl or upper bowl, have been grinding through and looking forward to this shit in October is a you know, even 2007s. And that's who I, I'm like, oh, this is great. I got to be there with my wife and my dad, and I'll never forget right. that. But the people who have been going to those games and caring about a game against the Blue Jackets in October, when yeah. I couldn't even fucking tell you who's on the Blue Jackets. I couldn't either. I think, of, I think about those people, and I, and as, as you keep going back to Bobby Plague or Kelly Chase, yeah. and what it means, because I just know it means something to them. And him. then those guys, I was so cool with the interviews you were doing with them, and like Frank was, all the players are mentioning the season ticket holders. Yeah, they were. I mean, they Hall were. mentioned. Hall, Hall did. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, he's thrilled, but they're because th- they're they're just cognizant of that, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm you know, when the Cardinals won, I mean, that was like the whole reason I got into this stuff. But you know, I don't know how to describe it. That for these guys, this is like their life's yes. quest. This is it, and the next two weeks. I mean, no matter what, at this right. point, this this 2019 team will live live in history for 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 I mean, for, I think forever. Um, but if they get it done. It's kind of like the guys who went to the Cubs to say, you know what, we're going to take a chance on being, yeah, being the ones that that did this thing. And that's the thing I talked about with the with the Blues fans. Yeah, it won't get as much attention as the Cubs or Red Sox, but unlike the Cubs or Red Sox, fans around here have been getting their stomachs kicked in every year from eighty through two thousand four, and then every year minus last year from twelve through yeah. through nineteen. And usually it's not with like, oh, they got, well, no, they lost in five games. It's like, oh, there's John Casey, Steve Eiserman. You know, there's Roman right. Turek, Owen, Owen Nolan. There's, they're, they're usually like horror story endings. And then for these people to get this experience here with the St. Louis and getting the goal against the Stars and to beat the right. team that, you know, I mean, after it's just, getting totally fucked yeah. in the hand pass. Yeah, and, the hand, and then they keep coming back. I mean, it's just, I'm just so happy for so many people, man. And Doug even raised the point this morning about, uh, they don't have a Hall of Famer on the team now. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, I, maybe I would, maybe Tarasenko will be one. I would imagine he could be. You would think that that's certainly in play. It's great that he's having such a huge. He's on his season. way. Yeah, you can you can do that now. I don't know this. Uh, it's just it's it's the best. It's the best. It's, Here's it's, another cool side of the story. First of all, I'll tell you. I, I if you're asking me who I think is going to win this series, I'm taking Boston, and it's not. You know, the only there are several reasons. One, they were the better team during the regular season. They have home ice advantage. They have the rest. Now, the stats will tell you against the rest. I, last night they were... six. The last two, six Stanley Cup winners had less rest than their opponent. I'd but like both to, teams are going to have a shitload right, of rest now. Right. Uh, goaltending, I think right now, the way the goalies are playing, that's a coin toss. Oh, you could yeah. say... Rask has the experience. experience Bennington's but, just uh, Bennington doesn't even 
Don't even think about shit like he that. He's unreal. That dude's unreal. He should play poker, man. I, I, I mean, I, I, I worship that guy. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. I know you've talked about your man crushes in the yeah. past. This is mine, and it's really, really getting uncomfortable. But I hope I'm wrong. I, you know what? I, I would be so happy to be wrong. Yeah. But I just think, I just think the Bruins are a better hockey club. That's it. Yeah. No, I understand it, man. I mean, that's it's like it's just you look at the roster and you're just like, wow, that's that's. That's littered with talent and experience yeah. in the Stanley Cup. So what do you think of the experience with Stanley Cup experience? Because the Blues have one guy, I think, with Stanley Perron. Cup, Perron. Perron and from that last was year. last year. Yep, that's it. I don't I don't know if it I don't, either. I don't know if it matters or I just I I, I just think this is a different it's kinda like I don't know what you were thinking the night of the hand pass. But I'm like I, I came in here because uh, Pete and I used the same guy for wagering and I said, I see we don't have the option of betting the blues winning in six. Because I would bet the Blues winning in six. You could bet the Blues winning in seven. You right. Sharks winning in five, six, or seven. And I'm just like, I, th- I think they're just going to take this. And then they see Carlson going, oh, it wasn't handball. It was a fair game out there. And just go, okay, fuck him. And he got the assist. Right. <laughs> Timo Meyer hand pass assist. And just go, fuck, they're going to beat the hell out of these guys on Friday. They did beat them. They didn't beat the hell out of them. They did beat the hell out of them the next two games. They just were a better team. If I were ranking their opponents so far, by the way, I would rank it Stars, Jets, Sharks. I know that sounds kind of weird because the Sharks yeah. are the ones that got there, but the Stars were the, the battle. Well, take a look at the last three games, though. How, the Blues outscored them. Dominated them. It was. It's got to be a, a crazy stat. Like 13 like, to 2, maybe, right. I think, if I'm doing math properly. I just, just think of this city. I mean, what it does bring us all together. Yeah, it does. Oh my God, people were just in heaven last night. It was. I mean, it was just a great moment. The city needs it. The region needs it. Boy, do it, we need it? You know, and people are fired up. It's so thrilling to see. I'm so happy for so many. I really am. I just, just want to tell the 20 to 28 year old males. All right, do something different if we win the Stanley Cup than other cities. Don't tip cars and burn shit down. The city doesn't need that. I don't Go get think laid. that'll happen. Go get Go laid. Yeah, get laid. Yeah, I'm on a quest for lesbianism are, every moment. Oh, there are plenty of morally flexible, flexible drunk chicks. There will be that night. Where's my Just ball? waiting yeah, to have you pleasure her until the next morning. Make no mistake about that. Hey, we could go on forever. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me oh, on. Thank you for coming really in and telling it. your story, yeah, man. Dig I mean, it. It's been incredible. I loved it. Brian McKenna, thank you so much. Peace. All right. So there it is, our conversation with Brian McKenna here on the Tim McKernan Show, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He's online at evergreenstl.com. And then you have Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, dot com. James Carlton, Carl, the State Farm Insurance Agency. Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. And Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet. Got our wife. We got my wife's car, Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet. Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit online at landoff.com. It's Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet. Brian, with one hell of a story, the battle he's been fighting, but then taking that and then going, you know what? I'm going to pay it forward with what I have been through, knowing how tough it is, what's going to make me feel better, being charitable. And, and man, does he ever do that. He really does. Uh, Brian McKenna, our guest here on the Tim McKernan Show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Always feel free to send your emails in. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Your feedback or your questions for questions from the audience. It's the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio.